visit BurtCallRadio.com for Burt Call merch and content. Subscribe, follow, and like us on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, all at Burt Call Radio. You're listening to the Burt Call on the Air podcast. Hi, everybody. This is Calvin Lester, the creator of Bird Call. I also play Luckle Ducklebird, Bingo Flamingo, and a slew of others here on the Bird Call on the Air podcast. Uh, now, this episode uh, of the podcast series is going to be a little different. Uh, this is called Squawk Back. And in this episode, we're going to be discussing with the cast uh, how we make Bird Call. And it's uh, just a way to kind of get connected uh, with our fans who had asked uh, the questions before of how do you make the show, where do you make the show, uh, and just kind of giving a glimpse into uh, that world. Uh, And today we'll be talking with uh, Josh Ball, who plays Dylan Quailstein, Kelsey Brady, uh, who plays Francis Birdling, and Kiki Kukabera, Tyler Campbell, who plays Speck and Poe Raven, and of course, Chris Falkenberry, who is one of our puppet builders, but also plays uh, Buzzard Peak and Kesmo Peapot. And, and it's really exciting because it's just a chance, again, for us to kind of talk through what the show is to us, uh, what it means to us, and more so answer those questions again of where we're filming and what we're doing. Uh, and just a little history for those of you, uh, Bird Call itself I created back in uh, 2002, and I was only 15, so you do the math there. Um, I created the show uh, alongside a bunch of other ideas that I had had, and Bird Call kind of stuck out because uh, there was just a genuine uh, interest for me to see how these characters uh, would interact and and go and and move, and uh, just, just a lot of fun opportunities there with stories. And uh, I think it's kind of fun to kind of sit back and talk with the people who make it happen, who bring it to life, um, of what they think of the show, of what uh, the, you know, the work means to them, and uh, the positive effect it's had on us uh, as uh, performers and as friends. And these people are definitely family to me. And I really do uh, just appreciate any time spent with them, uh, whether if it's working or if we're out to dinner, if we're on a road trip. I mean, we uh, as a cast have really bonded and uh, found that, you know, just a really good connection with one another. So, uh, yeah, we sat down with Josh, Kelsey, Tyler, and Chris, and um, which is fun to say Chris because usually we just call him Falkenberry. Uh, <laughs> but it is a, uh, it's an interesting uh, concept to me uh, to actually sit down with uh, fellow performers and discuss w- what we do. So in this episode of Squawk Back, uh, you'll hear us discuss the making of uh, the, some of the musical. There's uh, talk of our choreography that Josh Ball has done the set dressing and prop making that Kelsey Brady does, the puppet building that uh, Chris Falkenberry has done, Tyler's work on the original Bird Call the Musical set, uh, and then we just kind of tell fun stories as we go along. So uh, without further ado, here's our first attempt at a talk back in uh, the Bird Call on the Air podcast, Squawk Back, and I hope you enjoy. Squawk! Hi, everybody. This is Calvin Lester, creator of Bird Call. I also play Luckle Ducklebird. Uh, I'm Kelsey Brady, and I play Francis and Kiki Cooper. Oh, and I'm Chris Falkenberry. I am Buzzard Beak and Kesman Peapod. Hi, I'm Josh Ball. I play Dylan Quailstein. I forgot everything else I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been a part of the project for about five years, so I've done... A lot. <laughs> I'm Tyler Campbell, and I play Speck and Poe Raven. <laughs> My oh. drink! <laughs> drink! <laughs> so today on our podcast, we're going to do the thing that people have asked us to do and explain how we make bird call. So we put our hands up in the air, and uh, that's it. So podcast over. And magic. That's magic, magic. magic. Thanks for joining magic. us, everyone. Catch us everybody. next week.
Uh, no, I want to talk through what everybody does in the show that's different uh, from just performing. And I'll start with uh, Mr. Falkenberry. Chris Falkenberry is one of our puppet builders on the show. Well, first of all, I'm given great source material to work with. Thank you. They're really nice and very clear images that tell you what to do in a three-dimensional world. Uh, essentially, my process when it comes to making stuff is I tend to try to look at the images that I'm given and then try to break those down into the simplest shapes that I can find, like spheres, cones, triangles, anything I can, and start building up a pattern based on that. It sometimes takes a lot of trial and error, but I eventually will build that pattern up out of foam and relatively get lucky most of the time. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, and it's good because anytime, like when you built spec, we had we we needed two. You built two, and they are exactly the same, identical. Yeah, like it was no question. Because you know sometimes puppets can get built, and the second one will come back, and it's like, oh, that's the ugly one, you know, or um, <laughs> yep. or oh, that one looks so much better than the first one. Mm -hmm. And when he did that one, I was like, wow. But the way you're doing it, because you're you're following like a pattern. Mm -hmm. Well, sometimes I'll find like a pre-existing pattern and take that and like retro it and try to kit bash it basically into something that I need. Like I'll lengthen the patterns. Most of the time, I'll just cut it out in cardstock. Oh, okay. And I'll okay. tape it together and make kind of like a makeshift puppet out of the cardstock to see how that looks and feels. And then I'll build a pattern based off of that. It's all about tucking and pulling in the foam. How you sew things together to get the look that you want. Kind of like drag. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes the materials also help. Like fur, and sure. you can sculpt the fur to make it the way you want So do you do any sculpting for like the beaks or anything like that? Like, do you sculpt the foam? I don't know how to make puppets. I, I just know that sculpting the foam is one method. Not typically. <laughs> um, I know Scott Hume does a lot of sculpting with his patterns. Because, you know, Luckle's beak is very much sculpted, and I know, like, Grizzle's beak is very sculpted. But for me, I try to make it as simple as possible based on just the least amount of foam that I can use. It also helps keep it light. But Kazmo's body and Kiki's body are sculpted. Those are the only two that I've really sculpted anything out of it. And Kiki's ponytail. Well, ponytail, mm. sorry. Which mm. is incredible. It's <laughs> so beautiful. Right. <laughs> Yes, yeah, uh, so we have Chris Falkenberry as a builder, and Scott Hewn, who plays Val Lau, as a builder. Uh, Kelsey's made some puppets for us. Mm -hmm. uh, Billy Horn, Scotty Shoemaker. Uh, Jason Stanley made some worms for us. So it's kind of fun that we have performers in the mix that do both. That it's is, easier to do it in-house. Like, the, yeah. the accountability is easier. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's real-time, like... Feedback, so I think that'll and everyone understands what the objective is exactly. And thank you for that compliment earlier about having them look identical. Those yeah, oh, no, they were. Yeah. They really are. They nice. are the that's same. You would not know that they're different. Yeah, and, and it's it. great for the shows. Uh, anytime we need spec in two places at once, mm -hmm. like in the musical, we did the magic act. It was yes. nice because it was like, hey, how convenient we have two specs. I already uh, have a third head built and sitting in my office. <laughs> Beautiful. I love that. <laughs> Because I did it for that workshop we did a couple oh, of years ago. Oh, that's right, yeah, yeah. I've been tempted to use it for something else, but it's like, I'm just going to hold on to this. <laughs> There's something okay. else that we do when we're making the show, so puppets are a big part of it, obviously, and that takes a lot of time, uh, is then when we are writing the show, I will write the script, and then we'll sit down and we'll all read it and really figure out if it works as is or when we go to record. And I think what people tend to think we do is we just get the script and do it in real time. But because of our setup, we're shooting either on a location somewhere or in our apartment. <laughs> and a lot of people think that we're in a big studio space, but it's because of... in the apartment. Yeah, exactly. And so we'll bring the set upstairs, we move everything, we light it, but people still think we're in a studio, which is good. So I think that's a big testament to Miss Kelsey Brady mm -hmm. oh, for thanks. setup and everything. Set dresser, yeah. costumer. And so, like, what is it for you, Kelsey? Uh, <laughs> how do you turn our apartment <laughs> into a radio station for birds? Like, make the space look yeah, bigger yeah. than it is. Yeah. I think all the black fabric that we drape on the walls and just using... The entire frame, just anything that's immediately out of frame, if it's messy and looks apartment, all you have to do is turn the camera a hair, and mm -hmm. then it's like, oh, 
that black fabric goes on forever. So and like this approximately ten feet tall. So it's it's almost a ten foot cube that we're working with. Yeah. And the fabric that you guys have is not ten feet. No matter no. we've piecemealed <laughs> a whole bunch together to cover as much of the black the back wall as we can. And even then we're still gonna have And we're sitting on top of each other. And we are very much on top of each other <laughs> for the uh the Sleepy Hollow shoot is the one that I remember the most being like, okay, so um, if you put your foot slightly, two inches to the left, uh, I will stand right behind you and I will crouch down. And then Josh, if you can just just weasel your way, yeah, uh, yeah careful, and we're good. And if you'll straddle yep. my shoulders right there and you put your leg right there between my, Honestly. In my, in my crotch area right there, right. so that way we don't, you know, fall anywhere. We're all Literally. friends now. We're like brothers. Uh, yeah. uh, I'll put my head in your armpit. <laughs> Ten, ten feet of room is not much when you're trying to fit at least ten yeah. puppeteers mm-hmm. in there in varying depths with a set. Mm-hmm. And we don't do a not elaborate set. Because you might think the uh, the vaudeville ones are the one that I think of where it's go, oh, it's simple. we got the black background. We've got that red curtain. No, there's a lot of tripods in there oh, yeah. holding up. All of this fabric. Because we don't get to stand. No. Based on the right. height. We have to like crouch on our knees or sit on stools mm-hmm. or we're limited. Lay and then on the ground. Yeah. And then you have to know where the frame is. If I'm going to walk in from, you know, the right part of the frame and prepping your whole body to be in place so when the puppet walks in it has a place to land, it's not easy. Mm-mm. And a lot of times we just do single shots. So those the entrances and exits. They have to be clean. They have to be good. Well, and if there's a wall just out of frame, then you just see some. Yeah, because well, it was one of the Christmas ones we did, and Derek Clan was one of the puppeteers. And I remember he walked off with bingo and had nowhere to go, but he just kept going into the wall. <laughs> and we all are scattering and stuff. And he was far enough out of frame, but when we were done, everybody was like pressed up against the wall. And Derek's like, am I not in the shot? We're like, yeah, you did it. He's like, oh, okay, I thought this was what you're supposed to do. It's just ram into the wall. I think given the space that we had to use, we've made it work pretty well. We've mastered the yeah. 10 by 10. Yeah. <laughs> so, and a good portion of that is due to the creativity that Kelsey has trying to make everything fit and going... Okay, just let me do this. You, Yeah, bring the things in, but then I'm going to set this all up. Let me do this. Kelsey, can we help? No. Oh, okay. I know what I want. And if I wanted help, I would ask. That's true. And I do when I need it. She creates like so much dimension in such a small space. Oh, yeah. The best one that I think she created, and I remember coming in going, I want it to look like this, was the Tiki Room. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I was just thinking of that. She... It took pieces from the musical set and flipped it. It was like the the council chambers mm-hmm. uh, podium and decorated it to where it looked like a facade of the wall. And it all counts on where the puppeteers enter and where we're blocking it to make it marry each other, right? And so I remember she took one of our shelves and decorated it with all this tiki stuff. Yep. And then, like, uh, Falkenberry had brought over tiki things that he had. He's like, I'll donate this to the, the set piece. And it just filled it. And then we took, like, the thing that holds your teapots and made it Fulton's desk. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And he fit behind it perfectly. But we draped that, and it looked like he was on a tall desk, and they were down here. And But then the fact that you were able to take, like, a hula skirt and rip it okay. to make it look like a, <laughs> a yeah. backdrop. That's and what the, you did? Yeah. That's amazing. Uh-huh. It helps to just have a whole uh, garage full of weird yeah. stuff. I did a lot of that Save stuff. The stuff that you've weird, accumulated so. over the years for, hey, we need to do this bird call thing. <laughs> okay, well, I can probably make it out of something like this well, and this, and like then you get morning, 15 of those. When we were loading up the car to go to the um, show we did today, <laughs> I was in the garage, and I was like, okay, do we need a femur, a trident? <laughs> a, oh, did you remember that jar of spiders because <laughs> we've got them they're ready to go if we need them ain't that the truth and yes we do have a femur ready to go though. yeah it's true don't ask why yeah you see it in it, is later it was donated by a very good friend <laughs> no longer with us we miss them dearly <laughs> we miss them dearly but they're always here well we also had did someone say a femur <laughs> <laughs> i was like cat paw cat tail i don't know where the cat head is <laughs> 
and, and we do we have a lot of the set piece for uh, the radio station uh, which was built by Tyler Campbell mm-hmm. and Michael Feldman it, that that set was meant to only be for the musical but because then we wanted to film things we said oh well can we retrofit it to be both and it's all made out of wood mm-hmm. uh, for the musical for the uh, the fence pieces mm-hmm. the hinges so they would fold and move. So it was a lot of engineering as we go, putting a hole in the fence. Yeah. The hole was daunting only because it was, all right, I need to make this hole that makes that looks like it was blown up, but also I need to make it safe because puppets go through it, people went through it, it was like, I don't want to cut anybody. So it was hard to make sure that that was there and was safe, but it also looked real. And I'm, I'm not that good of a... Uh, of a carpenter to be like, yeah, I can make that look realistic. And the idea was they got it across and it was fine. And it's such a quick fit in the beginning of the, the musical that it, it still works. But the radio station was the most daunting one purely because what Michael had designed was beautiful and really great. He, he was really good about having it in his head. Communicating it to me was hard because I'd be like, Michael, how does this work? And he's like, oh, you just, you just go in and you do this. And I'm like... <laughs> I don't know what that means, so I'm going to do the best that can I can. I, can I talk to Michael real quick? Yeah, so um, I'm just, I'm, I'm really glad to be a part of this, and I'm just, I'm, yeah, it's, it's great to be back, guys. It's like he's here. <laughs> hey, Michael. <laughs> oh, hey, Josh. Hey, Michael. What's Thanks up, for being here. How you doing? I'll see you guys next time. It's good to see an old friend. <laughs> Especially Thanks in... for in... sweating out in the Florida garage. Well, you know. Uh, doing that. That was great. I don't think I've ever lost so much water weight so quickly. <laughs> we call that the Tyler 20. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting for getting ready for the uh, the hot bird summer, as it were. Oh, yes, yes, yes. yes. <clears throat> I heard about that. <laughs> uh, and then Josh, hello. You, you uh, have been part of the show for a while, and then uh, you suddenly became uh, Dylan Quailstein. I know. And uh, but you also played Fulton. Macaw mm-hmm. in Macaw. the in the Tiki Room yes. episode, uh, and it became one of my personal favorite characters. A big thing to talk about is you choreographing the stage show, and and what a daunting task that is. The hardest was making sure everything was cohesive with what was being said, done, what the puppets were doing, so it didn't it all flowed together instead of just doing movement for the sake of movement, keeping the focus on the story. And then, of course, I had Kelsey helping make my thoughts into words. Because I had a lot of movements, and I knew what I wanted X, Y, and Z to be. She helped put those into words to tell to people. Because I would be like, oh, you know, it's just the ba-ba-da-da-da. And then I would get the question of, so what do you want us to do here? I was like, Kelsey, help me. Make it make sense. When he says bada, he means left. Choreographing doesn't always mean, you know, you have to do kick your face, do a triple axel. You have to make it intentional. I think one of the hardest pieces to choreograph was the walking across the stage. Someone couldn't figure out if they were starting on their left foot or their right foot. Oh, for the society. Is it Scott Hume? Yes. The same tempo. And it's the simplest stuff that looks so clean and effective. That's why when you do take the wrong step, it sticks out. (laughs) Um, Scott Hume was... uh, I'll, he's a good sport. Oh my gosh. I will give him credit. He gives it his all. <laughs> he really does. But on top of that, because Scott does march <laughs> to the beat of his own drum mm-hmm. in such a way that is so wonderful to watch, I almost didn't mind it. But yeah, it was really fun getting to be trusted with uh, your baby <laughs> that you've had <laughs> for so long that is so special to you that you've put so much time and effort in. And being a new person on the project with people who weren't used to my style or sure, yeah. they were like, who's this guy telling us what to do? <laughs> you know, just being able to communicate with everyone and, and like, we're all learning, we're all creating. This is a safe space. It's okay if you don't get it right. It's okay if yeah. this doesn't look good on what you think looks good on you. Make it work in your body. That's probably one of the most creative times I've ever been, I guess. Yeah, most times oh, wow. I've been creative. So thank you for trusting me. Of course. Oh my gosh. And I still think about that all the time. It's <laughs> definitely on my resume. <laughs> um, well, like one of the the ones uh, that you guys came up with was the claw your way to the top with the cronies. Yes. In the 2018 version, and that uh, still my favorite version 
That was my did. favorite one to dance. Yeah, because I loved it. You guys were puppeteers, like Kelsey's playing Francis, mm-hmm. and then jumping into these dancer roles as well. It was mm-hmm. kind of like people would ask, like, "Do you have extra dancers backstage?" We're like, "No, that's all us. Like, <laughs> we're all like retrofitting other things." That one was not an easy task, but it was definitely my favorite. It was fun. Um, sidebar: I just remembered uh, during that number, there was one show. There was. Uh, a moment during Claw Your Way to the Top when we were doing the show one of the nights and I forgot Luckle's quick change. I literally ran off the stage, shuffled through all the boxes because his stuff wasn't where it needed to be and I came back right in time to redress him. <laughs> <sighs> that was that was, I was not the one. I was like, I was like, God, this going to be so mad at me. <laughs> and then you never said anything and I was like, oh. <laughs> was that the me theater? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, you remember that moment. <laughs> I think it was obvious for everyone else. You were just so in your thing. That I, I go. Wow, stage. he's moving really right. fast. Yeah, <laughs> I know for me, just so at least I feel like a lifeline for the cast, that I should know everything that's going on since I wrote the thing mm-hmm. and then editing the audio and all that stuff together. Once I send it to you guys, to me it should still be like, obviously you're going to learn what you need to do learn your lines, know where you're supposed to you know, pop in and walk in and stuff like that. But never is it in a show like that where it's like a tracked show. Mm-hmm. I There should never be a point where nobody can go, where do I go? <laughs> you know, right. If something happens. Uh, but what's crazy about the musical, we're on stage with the puppet and it's that's why I think we did so many vigorous rehearsals to be like, you really need to know where you're standing, what mm-hmm. you're doing. Because that was in those moments, that's when I just kind of let go like, it's in the right, it's in the universe's hands you. now, yeah. And it's you know obviously I I will still watch to make sure people are where they need to be. But if you do it too much, the audience will notice that you're constantly checking out on everybody else, you right. know. And then you can't enjoy your own performance and stuff. So moments like that that I probably was oblivious to that still went together. It's like well, duh, I trust these people, right? But we are very good at covering for each other when <laughs> things don't go really yes. well. So the time Jason Stanley and I, he was playing Khufu, um, and Calvin had to run off stage and go from Luckle to Bingo. I don't know. What happened? I When I got backstage, Danielle Stoddard, one of our puppet assists, had moved Bingo to stage right. And I went, he's never over there. you know. So I ran off with with Scott Hewn, and he took Fallon off, and I took Luckle off, and we put him on their stumps, and then we turned, and we're like, where's our puppet? Because it was supposed to be a quick, they argue and walk off, and so Kelsey and, and Stanley were out with Francis and Khufu, and it's supposed to be a, like a revolving door. We would just walk mm-hmm. back out. Mm-hmm. That didn't happen. And don't remember what my line was, but his response was like, oh, I'm covering until Calvin get, makes his quick change or <laughs> yeah. something like that. Oh, oh yeah, I remember that. They were like, what? There were so many of those. Uh, when it does come to choreographing those moments mm-hmm. and making sure that they... You don't want to you know, block it to an inch of its life to say right. you have to be here and you have to do that but we do set picture moments Correct. and that to me is so important like don't be a dodo yeah was perfect uh, where I love that number <laughs> Luckle's tap dancing and then Josh was tap dancing with him but everybody surrounding the desk mm-hmm. and then Scott being downstage with Valo with that right. spotlight like you're just like creating the focus yeah and, and it's knowing what the visual needs to be to, to sell it and I think that was the most exciting thing because I didn't have to choreograph in the way that I had before. Mm-hmm. Like I was putting together a show instead of just like a trick piece. Where yeah, oh, absolutely. It's like, oh, I can do every single move in the book. And this was like, oh no, we're like choreographing moves to music. Yeah. And moments to music. Well, it's a bit like World is Your Toilet is everybody Another has to be <laughs> on top of that because you've got... What, Especially with three? the hands, that bit. Yeah, went for the... What, three per... Three per puppet, puppet. right? Yeah. So it's Luckle, if I was doing, yeah, I'd do Luckle's head, or the left hand, and the assist would be on his right, and then another assist would be the feet, mm-hmm. and then we're on this giant bungee cord that looks like a power line, and then we're all bunched together. So, I mean, what? There was probably well over 12 people on stage for four oh, characters. Yeah. <laughs> you right. know, you're like, it, yeah. It was still, and it was fun to choreograph funny, like, yeah, if that makes oh, sense. Oh, uh, I don't know what to say. Yes. That one, we literally sat here in the living room. So good. 
With, referring to the song, by the way. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Uh, um, <laughs> um, so I remember when we pitched you, like, well, Wally's dressed like a tree, and Luck will, will perch on him, but we need we need movement. Mm-hmm. It can't just be Luckles on his arm the whole For time. three minutes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So when it became... And, and then the three of us got a little selfish because we were like... And we're gonna do it. Yeah. <laughs> like it was, oh yeah. No. It was like okay. So Luckles there, and who's my feet, and who are my arms? And then it was very much. Well, we have assists that could c- jump in and do it. And that I, was my I remember Josh and Kelsey both were like, mm, but we're gonna do it. <laughs> like, yeah. And I remember the assists were like, oh no, we're available. We're totally like, no, we got it. Don't you worry. And for that one, I didn't. It's not that I didn't want to teach anyone else it. We just we'd spent so much time and we together. had that organic absolutely movement to it. We understood. And Peter was such a good yeah. sport. We'd be like, so we're gonna crawl down your butt. Yep. <laughs> and Luckle's gonna poke you. Is that okay? And he'd be like, yeah, yeah, you know, because he knew also the the he could see the visual of the funny. Well, especially for that, there's the and that this is a testament to you and who you bring in. Going, no, these people have chemistry together. We have chemistry and you're, you're not gonna not put people together that don't gel like that's oh yeah yeah and I think that's, that's one of your big things so it wasn't that the oh no the assist can't handle it like no you got for that moment for that specific moment the four of you all just really gelled yeah in right. the right way that it needed to be and it looked cohesive more so than it would have been just like oh this was really clean choreo and i was like no these yeah. people are like really interacting, right? Because it, it was good. choreography, but it was also we were living in it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So thank you. I appreciate <laughs> that. That's <was> very kind. <laughs> I'm glad you're being nice today, Tyler. Well, you yeah. know, you know, usually <laughs> just for Josh Ball. <laughs> <laughs> no, he likes me. <laughs> We hope you're enjoying our uh, squawk back with the Bird Call cast about making Bird Call. So I thought I'd take a quick minute and uh, plug something of ours, of course, and that is the Bird Call album, which is available on iTunes, Amazon Music, and Spotify. And if you would like a hard copy of the Bird Call the Musical album, you can go to birdcallradio.com, contact us, and we can uh, get that uh, set for you because we have a limited amount of... uh, CDs. Yes, I know. The archaic word of compact disc. So, uh, yes, again, that's birdcallradio.com and uh, contact us inquiring about how to get your wings, talons, and hands on the Bird Call CD. Uh, and you can also download a digital copy at iTunes, Amazon Music, and other uh, online stores. Also, don't forget to follow us on TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all the socials, at Bird Call Radio. I'm Calvin Lister, and this is the Bird Call on the Air podcast with Squawk Back. Squawk! Luke Gertis is... Uh, being a star. Being Mr. Chicker. Yes. And uh, taking the character to a whole new level. So Nick Pugh used to play Mr. Chicker. Mm. And then uh, Luke Gertis took over the role. And I was nervous because I didn't know what it was going to be. And the character like changed completely. Right. But in a good way, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, there, uh, He's brought something to it <laughs> that I really love now. Where <laughs> Kelsey does a really good chicker voice. Mm-hmm. I heard it today. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. That's pretty good. She had to... F- ah. uh, <laughs> See, Luke? It it's either Luke or Gertis Jennifer or Jennifer <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I'm the new Luke, if you're listening, is that how you came with up with I think voice? That, we'll that... call him in. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, see how he, you, you know. know that, uh, I'll call him after this and say no. He so speaking of like choreo and stuff like because then Luke started coming with really funny stuff to do mm-hmm. with him with like himself uh, actor wise. Right. To match, and one of the things Kelsey and I cracked up at him, it was uh, Chicker has to like run over and yell at Luckle, and he would do this thing with his own feet, with like a chicken would do, scratching in the ground and run oh. after Luckle. And we just thought that was the funniest thing, you know. Hey, you're playing the character in the right direction, let's clean that up. And like, right. even with Falconberry playing Buzzard, Billy Horn played it before, 
and he played a very slinky kind of mm-hmm. thing, uh, and that was fine. But when you got it, you had a good uh, uh, grounded because he's kind of got that little gut to him, mm-hmm. and he's got that hump. So for him to come in and be a little more, he's like a rock star. He His comes presence in, is known. Yes. It's not. I'm he's so sure through it. He's yeah. And the, then Buzzard comes in and. You know it. Yeah, because he plants it. He's like, I plant my talents to the ground. Here I am. And when I'm done, I'm I'm done, you know. Right. So I always think that's so important with the stage show. But then that does now carry over into more of the videos that we've been doing. Mm-hmm. I, I can't believe how far it has become what it is, like with what we've uh, accomplished alone. Uh, we did the Christmas Carol mm-hmm. Uh, video. Uh, there's a lot of fog in our apartment. A lot, <laughs> a lot of, of smoke. fanning a lot the, of fanning the going smoke on. detectors. In a 10 by 10 space. Cody, <laughs> go stand by the, the smoke detector with the fan <laughs> keep the fog out of there. Okay, okay well how long do I have to do this? Until we say stop. Right. And that, that goes into us really wanting to keep with practical effects with what we're doing. Why now should we constantly just rely on... Edit. Yeah, like right. a hard edit. Um, and that Especially is, for you, that ends up making more work for you to do on the yeah. back end. Cause the, and I think the adage is, you I, know, oh, we'll fix it in post. That's, I'm fixing it in yeah. post. That's, We're not sending it out to somebody. And I don't think people know that. I think some people think we record them and give them to somebody. When we record it, and Kelsey used to say this, is we would shoot till like 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. But we've been here since 6 and it's because we want it to look good. But I, I think all of us are like, oh, that wasn't my best take. And someone was like, okay, good, because I wasn't feeling good on that one either. Sure, yeah. And it, it really is just a group effort of being atten- attentive to what you're doing. Um, and I feel like we're all pretty much in sync in those moments. Yeah. To be like, okay, I could, I could do one more take. Well, and it works well because you've got Calvin and Kelsey directing, essentially. So the two of them, and then Scott Hewn also being really good at passing the the hat as to I'm going to put on my little puppet captain hat now and I'm going to say hey uh, I want to do this because I don't think this worked and maybe if you could do this thing over there and you all just simultaneously switch to be like oh yeah no that that was a that was a good idea we we should do that we right. we go back we move on whatever we need to do it's nice in those moments to have three people who have the same vision and oh, we it worked true. out. Yeah, wow. look at that. It worked out. Uh, yeah, that's a big part of it. And then at the end of it is when everybody leaves the apartment. And then Kelsey and I are still living in bird call land. <laughs> and I, yeah, we're like, uh, and we take care, such good care of our home. And like, we, you know, love it. But Their house is really cute. <laughs> <laughs> our address is uh, <laughs> 555. Five, 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 Orlando Way. Here you can see where they sit during the day and during the night, they turn into. I think that's an episode. Yeah. <laughs> I think a studio tour would be very entertaining. I know, yeah. But it's just the public Welcome to- doing it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. They open the door and it pans down and Luck was like, I'm down here. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hi, like- <laughs> welcome to our studio. <laughs> Honey, the birds are back. <laughs> <laughs> when we would be done shooting, it's like, okay, great. Everybody, great job. And sometimes it was like, we have to leave it up because we're shooting like the next week. Mm-hmm. So Kelsey and I like, doesn't oh. make sense to take it all yeah, apart. Yeah, like, why strike everything? So then for a week, we're going to work and leaving <laughs> leaving a radio station or whatever set is up. Tiki set. Tiki set, yeah. And that becomes your life, you know? Mm-hmm. And there for a while, it was draining for me and her, uh, which is why we kind of stepped back for a while. Then the pandemic happened. And, the, well, I think we, we all just, stepped back. I think we all took a step <laughs> back. Um, and that is definitely something that's so interesting about Bird Call is that it exists in so many different formats. Mm-hmm. Um, and facets like the musical <laughs> the reading show uh, the Christmas show that we did the parade oh yeah YouTube Halloween TikTok, show Halloween TikTok, TikTok like, yeah the podcast yeah so it's just it exists in so many different ways that other shows don't which really sets it apart from everything Kelsey and they work in every yeah yeah because I think it, Especially when you know your character. And that's what's important is the character, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, even like Kelsey taking on Kiki Kukubera now. The new character for her. The character existed in the stories. We just never had her. And then Chris Falconberry built this beautiful puppet. And 
now we can utilize her more. And of course, people fell in love. They didn't even know her. They were like, I love her. <laughs> like, I mean, I love her. <laughs> and I, she, Kiki, Kubera, Kiki Kukubera had only just been like a theory. Yeah, yeah. For so long. Of course. That I've been a part of this. And then when the puppet finally like materialized, mm-hmm. thank you. And that night that he brought it Mary. over, oh, all yeah. of us just looking at it going, oh my God, that's. <laughs> That's beautiful. Like all, not to discredit your other puppets because they're all incredible. But <laughs> Kiki Kukubera, she is the pop diva fantasy oh, yeah. that I <laughs> wanted. But honestly, the costumes but, yeah. she has just yeah. wait till you see. Uh, the ponytail With matching is just... scrunchie. <laughs> uh, see, I just I love that. Well, we were talking about that today. How it she's so new to me and just the story that you know it's gonna take some time to like find her voice oh yeah like with Fran, like you said with francis how you know you know who she is Mm -hmm. just over time times what kind of builds backstory Mm -hmm. do you have chapstick where's the chapstick (laughs) thank you Yeah, is that how it is? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You did a great job. Good job. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> Bites it off. Yeah. <laughs> I used to do that with my chapsticks, especially the cherry one. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> Cassie. <laughs> Cassie. <laughs> um, as a casting, gosh, when I came down to Florida. I remember I was working on pitching the show. Friday strike happened, and then things kind of fell through. Um, but I was 19. Like, I was young, and they were like, mm. I look at it now, and I'm kind of thankful nothing happened at that time. Because, I think because I was so young, uh, it probably would not have uh, gone the way I wanted. It would have been almost like a, <laughs> we'll take this, okay, right. thank you, and goodbye. So to hold on to it, there's just something uh, where I'm like, I guess the universe was telling me, no, not yet. And uh, you think you want this, but you actually don't. Exactly. So then when it came to casting the characters and stuff, uh, I didn't, I knew Tyler Bunch, who's a Muppeteer up at Sesame Street. Uh, he's talented and he's funny. And I really think, uh, oh, he could be Fal Al. Okay. Well, there you go. Luckle and Fal Al, sure. Because at the time, at this point, though, Luckle wasn't even uh, the central character. It was really supposed to be about Francis, Falau, and Chicker running the studio. And Luckle's character was, he didn't talk. He only squawked. And then when he went into the booth, you would find out he had like the number one show. So we thought, oh, that's really funny. So to me, he was a throwaway character. Luckle was, really. And I was because of Tyler going, you really find that everyman kind of guy. And I said, okay. And I remember uh, really thinking uh, Bugs Bunny-like in that he's a bit of a smartass. He's a bit of a a schmoozy kind of guy, but also has his wits about him and uh, isn't afraid to stand up to Buzzard or Foul Owl Mm -hmm. in those moments. But that took a while for me to even get into that. So then I started focusing more on... Uh, Chicker and Francis, and so we had uh, Nick Pugh originally playing uh, Mr. Chicker, Rachel Beeler uh, playing Francis uh, originally, uh, Billy Horn playing Speck and Buzzard, and Jason Stanley playing Khufu, and Jason Rush playing uh, Kesmo. And Dylan was kind of uh, non-existent. He was there, but we were like, do we want to use him? Because that was another thing. I had a big sketchbook of just these char- bird characters, like what, who goes where. Mm-hmm. You know, those guys did help set that foundation of where I wanted to go. Uh, so then meeting Falkenberry, uh, at, working at Disney, he, you didn't even, like, you drew, you would do art and stuff for the show, but you were never mm-hmm. a performer. Nope. Which was funny. And then he built Khufu in a week for the show we were doing. In one week. <laughs> like, built this puppet. Wow. And uh, same puppet we use still. You know, and he's modified and, and, and made it pretty er, prettier over the years. Uh, Scott Hewn, same thing. He we needed a new foul owl, and he took the one we had. He was like, "Oh, this isn't this isn't great," and uh, turned it into what we still have now. Mm-hmm. They've lasted this long, uh, so 
you know, props to you guys for whatever barge glue you're using. <laughs> right. Um, and then Huni was brought on to assist Tyler Bunch to play Fallow's right arm in the musical. And then Tyler had to back out last minute because of uh, schedule conflict. And thankfully, Huni knew all the lines because he was there with Tyler <laughs> to know what he's assisting on. He fell right into it. We had had four other people play Fallow over the years. We had uh, Cameron Matthews, Tyler Bunch uh, voicing him a few times. Uh, Scott nice. Hendricks, who ended up playing Wally, the human, and uh, Sean Mack. Sean McMurray. Oh my gosh, I didn't forget Mac. about Shawnee Mack. He was in the original pitch reel. It was, again, just kind of, hey, I need puppeteers, not even thinking of the voice and stuff. And then for Kelsey, same thing, met her uh, when she was learning shows at Disney, and she came to see the show. She liked it, I guess. <laughs> she saw it twice. Mm-hmm. Um and then I wanted to change it up, get some new blood in there kind of thing. And Kelsey took Francis to a new spot I would have never thought. The way Rachel had played her was more like a den mother. Uh, Kelsey made Francis uh, a cool, she's a cool aunt. <laughs> <laughs> I was very impressed. I was very impressed with that. Uh, and then Chris Falkenberry came in and did uh, took over Speck and Buzzard when Billy left the show. I was originally supposed to be Poe Raven. Poe Raven. And sure wow. enough, yeah, <laughs> he knew what they sounded like and he walked in and just did it. And we said, okay. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's good. Um, you want a voice match, I tell you what, that Buzzard to, to what Billy had set forth, you were just like... Cool. Uh, it's nice that Billy's still doing this. Billy left. For yeah, that's, Billy. that's Chris Falkenberry. It's Falkenberry. What? People, but your singing chops, they are uh, legendary. Oh my God. I remember we were in the studio recording the album. <laughs> um, I was, well, how far was I involved in the project at that point? Oh, very far. Yeah? Yeah, because it would have been 2017. Okay. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I feel like that was like the first time everyone started to take me seriously because mm-hmm. I was in there helping with vocal notes as well. I was, you know, coaching things along yeah. and then Falkenberry walks in the room and I was like, oh my God, <laughs> that's incredible. <laughs> Not that everybody else wasn't doing a great job. No, but, but he just came in and like you said, he's very grounded. He mm-hmm. knows what he is doing and it came as a shock to me because I don't think I had heard you do anything. Like that's, that. Yeah, that's the big that's, thing. That's, is That's a big compliment, because I just remember that night I was like, sick. Really? <laughs> I, mean, I had such a bad sore throat and everything. Sick and but it sounded the, that incredible. And it was the only time I could <laughs> even, And I was like, I know I have to be here, I have to do this, and so I did it. He was sick. He was sick. <laughs> he was thank you for that. He was I, totally I, sick. I, it always, I'm never one to, like, when I hear compliments, I'm always that kind of person that kind of goes, eee! Yeah. No. <laughs> I, think, I think everybody at this podcast recording is like that. Yeah. <laughs> we all like, hey, you did a really good job. <laughs> it hurts. Yeah. We all like curl. Even today at the end of the show, like, great job. We're all like, you did a Show it all. Yeah. <laughs> you were great. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fogberry coming in and jumping in was, that was a task. And then Tyler, the way you came in was we needed a puppet assist. And Kelsey said, I think that new guy, Tyler, that, that you trained over at Disney, I think uh, I think he would be interested. And I was like, yeah, sure. Let's see what he's, let's see what he can do. Hey, new kid, he's guess what? You're of... doing a character. Here you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. Right. You're doing a raven. We got a show in a month. Uh you think you can make that happen? Well, I'm not doing anything. I don't have a life. <laughs> and then well, by the way, you're going to play this like character. He's got like 50 voices in his back pocket. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just ready to go. And I was like, okay. So then, but then came the, uh, the, the big, uh, the big switcheroo. And we, sw- during the pandemic, we switched Falkenberry and, uh, in, from Spec to Kesmo and Tyler. Kesmo to Spec. Kesmo to Spec. Oh, we didn't tell anybody. We just no. kind of did it. And, but we did, we did make jokes about it. Were like when they're watching the musical, and Kes was like, Who's that guy playing me? <laughs> um, and then, of course, Josh Ball. Hi. Uh, yeah, that guy. That guy. <laughs> he took on Dylan after Danny Lara had played it for a little while. Um, May he rest in peace. 
We love Dan. Danny's no, listening Danny's, to this like, I'm right here. Danny's it's Danny's femur that we've got in the backyard. <laughs> I'm giving him a hard time. I he left you, us. I love you, Danny. Right. And it was funny, too, because like Josh would... It's kind of what Tyler's role was for a while. Like, podcast or anything like that. We would go, okay, Kelsey's playing Francis in this episode, and <laughs> bird number three. Josh, you're everybody else. <laughs> like, <laughs> literally. Okay. Uh, it, it's daunting to play um, everyone when you're just doing like the tracks. They're like, Calvin will just hand you a main character and be like, alright, you're gonna lip sync to us. And I'm like, hold on. <laughs> Wait, yeah, I'm gonna what now? And then he goes, we'd like you to be Dylan. And I was like, hold on. <laughs> oh, wait a second. <laughs> well, it's like today. I mean, like you filled in for Scott Hewn as Fallow. That was fun. You know, and it's pre-recorded, so it's like, oh, it works. I was so nervous when we did the talk back. I didn't bring up his puppet because I was I like, know, I noticed that. I'm not going to be a good Scott. It was so funny. <laughs> and the little girl. Was she like, goes, where's the where, owl? Where's I was the like, owl? right here. <laughs> Hello, little lady. <laughs> it was very cute. You got your one fan, dude. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, she was waiting on you all day. So funny. I was like, of course. But I mean, we all have had to jump into each other's characters puppetry wise yeah um kelsey's done i was working in canada and kelsey took luckle to the magic kingdom and josh filmed everything oh my gosh yes and i was in toronto at these rehearsals uh teaching things for the cruise ships and my computer would like be inundated (laughs) with Luckle uh, in the treehouse. Yep. Luckle by the castle. Luckle doing this. And people are like, what are you working on? I'm like, oh, it's it's my show back home. And uh, oh, that's so neat. And I said, oh, that's my character. And I remember one of the girls goes, well, who's playing it? Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm like, yeah, I'm here. But uh, but we've all had to do that. And I think that is, a t- again, a testament of everybody's performance to say, and Kelsey's got a very specific way. She plays Frances. Mm-hmm. And Thank God Tyler knew that day when she wasn't there how to make her, uh, what was it, cl- her little clap that she'll do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she had to dance. We were like, okay, Kelsey would do this, so, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, thank you guys for chatting about how we make the show. I don't know if we discussed really how we make it. I um, think we did. I think it's a collaborative effort. I think it, yeah. You know what? After listening for 30 minutes, it's a collaborative effort. Yes. You know what? Here's the too long, didn't read version. Um, Calvin does all the things, says, here, do it. And we go, yeah, okay. And it gets done. Yeah. So. And then he takes it back, finishes it, and sends it out to you. Correct. We had to record, uh, uh, we haven't released it yet. It was a space thing. Yes. Right? You remember doing yep. that? And <laughs> so we shot this whole opening and closing. Where it's like everybody's in the station and foul. <laughs> then my camera didn't work, so we had to shoot a lot with the phone, mm-hmm. and we made it work, right? Yep. Because I went to edit and the opening and closing just were, and it wasn't even on. It wasn't us as the performances, but the way it looked was just terrible. Uh, the way the lighting was hitting and the way we were trying to lump in, and I was like, oh my gosh, this this I I can't use this. So I went in and took Scott Hewn's audio as Fal from the shoot and uh, puppeteered with myself and did a split screen. So luckily Fal yes. are in the booth together. And I remember I showed it to Shane McNeil, who plays Khufu now, and Tyler, and they both go, oh my God, he doesn't even need us anymore. <laughs> We're all being replaced. And I was like, no, 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 no. Just, no, no, please don't leave. That five, that five minutes little uh, split screen took me uh, eight hours, I think, you know. Yes, sure, I do a you lot. You heard that here, folks. He needs us. I'm saying it. It's on the record. Oh, yeah. well, you know. Oh, I hit stop recording. Oh, oh no. Oh, <laughs> uh, well. <laughs> Honestly, folks, we're not actually in the room. We're recording this at our own house, and he's putting it together right now. <laughs> and it's actually him doing all of our voices. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Kelsey is the most convincing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, guys. Hi. Hey, Kelsey. Calvin, stop. <laughs> You know what? This could all be <laughs> this could all be Calvin, and no one ever knows. No one ever knows. Hey there, big boy. <laughs> I'm Kelsey. I always be saying that. Yeah, that's why I'm gonna I think you marry do, actually. you. <laughs> I always be saying that. That's, that's how we met and fell hey in love. Big yeah, boy. she said, "Hey there, big boy. You'll do fine." <laughs> <laughs> You'll do fine. 
I hope you enjoyed our Squawk Mac Making Bird Call with the Bird Call cast. Uh, it's a lot of fun for me to sit down with these guys and uh, discuss uh, just making the show. Uh, it's always something uh, near and dear to my heart when we can get together and uh, do anything together, performance-wise, or even just uh, sit and chat about uh, our love of performing and creating and writing and uh, choreographing and building, making. And that's something that's so important to myself and uh, Kelsey and just everybody a part of the cast. Uh, in this episode, you know, we talked with Josh about choreography for the stage show, but uh, him as a performer, uh, he's just brilliant. And I love uh, getting to work with him and get to watch his mind work. Uh, he's so funny. He's one of the funniest people I know. Uh, Kelsey, uh, she definitely... Uh, brings a whole new life to this show she really uh, did you know take Francis into a whole new level that I never expected um, before and brought new heights to the show itself and I'm forever grateful about that Um, and just the talent and skill behind her uh, last minute uh, we need a prop and she'll build it out of nothing so She is uh, an expert when it comes to cardboard, foam, and whatever we have lying around. So, uh, again, a huge uh, thanks to Kels for everything she's been doing uh, to make the show uh, what it is and just continuous growth of what we're doing. Uh, Tyler Campbell, uh, him just as a person is so giving uh, and caring um, about his friends and just the overall well-being of people. But I think a part of that, uh, it will seep over into his performance. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely really grateful that he uh, was able to join the show. And uh, he, somebody who worked his way up within the ranks of the show, even though it wasn't like I, I, we needed somebody to you know, climb the ladder, but he was always and still is somebody who's always on call and ready to jump in at a moment's notice, and I'm forever thankful for that. Uh, He's become someone very close to us, just as Josh and Chris have. Uh, And Chris Falkenberry, his talent alone is so unsuspecting. Um, He is such a... uh, He is an enigma. (laughs) He is somebody I've known for... 16 years and he's a close close friend and uh, we have some ridiculous stories that I don't think we'll ever share here on the podcast of our time together performing and just in life but he is somebody that um, I could lean on and uh, I'm thankful for him and thankful for his uh, just willingness to share his talent with us and actually uh, put himself out there Uh, he was always somebody who would say to me that um you know, he he loves being on stage, but with the puppetry aspect of it, um, it was great because he could kind of hide and let the character glow. So the moment that we did the musical the second time and he was brought in, uh, he went for it. You know, he put himself out there and I'm forever grateful, as I've said, forever grateful in quotes over and over. Uh, I am just uh, uh, just so taken aback by the talent that we have in this cast. And Luke Gertis as Mr. Chicker, and uh, Pinky the Worm, and of course Scott Hewn as Foul Owl and Mr. Magpie. Uh, Those guys, and Shane McNeil as Khufu and Ruffleton and Henry, those three are just beyond uh, words sometimes with the comedy that they bring to the show. Um, And I can't wait to sit down and talk to them as well. So uh, stay tuned uh, for more of our Bird Call on the Air podcast. Um, This coming week, uh, we'll return back to WING and uh, get to know what's going on with the birds uh, of Bird Call. Uh, This is Calvin Lester, and thank you so much for tuning in, and we hope to uh, catch your ears on the next Squawk Back. All right, thanks, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye now. Bye. Bye. What about that fever? Flock out of here. <laughs> <laughs>